What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Nightlines Live. My name is Mark. This is Catfish and Crappie. Uh, looks like we got uh, 24 people in the room already. That is freaking awesome. It's always happy to see each and every one of you guys in here. This is fantastic. Uh, we'll do a little roll out or call out, and then uh, I'll introduce my guests for tonight, which you guys probably already know. Uh, all right, I see Avid Fisherman in the house. What's going on, Avid? How are you doing? Uh, if anybody doesn't know, Avid's been doing some cooking videos. Check them out. Uh, he did catfish and uh, shrimp fry the other day. Uh, Brandon Cross, what's going on, Brandon? Brandon's been hitting the channel. Cat's hard. He posted some pictures today. Way to go, Brandon. He got some bait. I actually saw him feeding his dog some some sh some shad. <laughs> Poor dog. Mm -hmm. I told Mike. I told I told him to have uh, uh, have his dog kiss Betty when she got home. He was kind of laughing at that comment. So, uh, all right, Brandon. We got Buckeye Catfish. Welcome back. Uh, we have Catfish Headhunters. Norm, what's going on, Norm? Norm is going live tomorrow with Stan the Man. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, that was announced on uh, Chad's show last night. Uh, let's see who's after that. We have Catfish Weekly. Catfish Weekly, what's going on, Lyle? Hope you're feeling good. Hope you're feeling fantastic tonight. I hope you're getting some sleep. Uh, I've been helping out on Catfish Weekly. It's been an honor and a privilege. Uh, I believe I'm going to be on again this Friday, and I want to th take this second to thank him once again for giving me that opportunity. My God, I sound like a freaking DJ, but that's all right. We're trying to be professional here. Uh, catfishing with Odad. What's going on, catfishing with Odad? I think you were in here last week, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, please forgive me. I'm trying to keep up with everybody. Finn Secret TV, what's going on? Uh, say hello to Dinks for us. It's always great to see you guys in chat. Uh, fishing with Squirrel, one of the great supporters of all our streams. He's in all of them. Uh, I see him quite a bit. Uh, we have fishing with the sh with the Chad. What can I say? Chad, the man. Uh, Chad's going to be going up against uh, Roger from Muskrat Adventures tomorrow in the one versus one challenge, uh, which starts 7 a.m. Central Standard Time on my channel. I look forward to emceeing that. Uh, I'd love to see each and every one of you there. Uh, I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, if you're friends with either of them or on their group pages, you'll see that uh, uh, Roger was out getting some really nice looking bait all day. Uh, so, uh, Chad, all I got to say is you better, <laughs> you better get moving and get some bait. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Chad. Got fishing hippie. What's going on fishing hippie. I love that name, man. Welcome back. Uh, fishing with Paula Smith. Hi, Paula. How are you? Paula's been posting pictures of fish all week. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. I don't know if there's ones you just caught, but I've been liking every single one of them that, that come my way. Hagen grubs fishing. Hagen, what's going on? Uh, honored to have you here. I appreciate it. Uh, Big fan for a long time. Uh, I, yeah, I imagine you heard about Creole. Creole had some uh, family issues, so uh, um, everybody's sending their love and their prayers uh, towards Creole, and, and I'm, I'm sure you're doing the same thing. Uh, JP3 in the house. What's going on, JP3? We see him in all the things. Hopefully his, his hair Did you see JP3's haircut when he was on Fishing with the Chad? Do you remember that? He actually shaved his hair like Chad. He shaved the whole top of his head and left like the whole... <laughs> Bozo thing around his head. It was, it was one of the that was one of the be, one of the better times in streaming history, right there. One of the funnier times. Uh, let's see, Justin's fishing fetish. Justin, what's going on, my friend? Uh, hopefully, you and Gabby are doing great. Uh, Kentucky Cat Catman Outdoors Adventures, also known as Jim. How you doing, Jim? What's going on, buddy? Glad to see you at the show. Uh, Kentucky Big Cats and Bourbon. That's a mouthful, but that's another one of my favorite names. What's going on, team? Uh, glad to see you. LG Bass. Tom, how are you, my friend? Uh, we have Little Buckets of Sunshine. Hello, Anna. I can't remember. I can't believe I'm remembering all this stuff. I'm, I've been around you guys. Uh, well, never too much, but it's always good. We have uh, Maurice Case. And Mar Hello, Maurice. Maurice is one. Of Everybody knows Maurice, man. Such a great supporter of all the streams. Uh, Michael Morello. I got it right today, man. I, I meant to message you and apologize for uh, mispronouncing your name, but I swear I have a boss that has a name that's so close to yours. And I was chatting with him right before I, I, I got on. So please forgive me again. I'm doing it publicly here. Uh, Mike Irvin. What's going on, Mike? Uh, Missouri Creek Fishing, a great supporter of the show. Thank you for all your support, Robert. If you're not subscribed to his channel, please do so. Um, go You're your mod. Go ahead and post your link. Uh, if not, I'm sure you can find them, guys. Muskrat Adventures, we already talked Muskrat. Uh, good luck to you tomorrow, both you and Chad, in the one versus one ton fishing club. You got to love the one ton crew. What is going on? Outside with the Hayes. What's going on, Hayes? Palmetto Cats. Hey, Kevin. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I, I saw your video. Pretty good stuff. Uh, let's see what else we got. It was it was Jello. It was Jello. Was it Jello or Kool-Aid Chicken? It was Chicken versus Shad. Uh, pretty interesting results, too. They were pretty close. 
uh papa ed what's going on papa how are you doing uh ryan ports blue collar fishing uh ryan's a new guy everybody i think most of the people in the chat know ryan but if you don't check out his channel he's a kayak cat fishing guy uh he's tearing it up uh last tournament he was in he took first place uh congratulations once again uh Terador arco al what's going on my friend how are you uncle josh from the one ton fishing club i'm gonna scroll through here see if i missed anybody or anybody snuck in while i was talking James Dockery, what's going on, James? How you doing, my friend? I want to make sure I don't miss him. James Dockery of Angry Fishing Fame. Uh, but those that know him uh know that yeah, he can be pretty angry sometimes. So that's just James. All right, everybody. Tonight's guest, Mike Greenwell. What's going on, Mike? How are you tonight? Yeah, how you doing? Good. And now everybody calls you bumping Mike Greenwell, or is that just your tournament name, or or is that the name you go by online? Honestly, Chad, fishing with the Chad, you keep that in check one night, it kind of You should hear the stuff that Chad calls me, but I'm not going to get into all of that stuff. Chad's a good guy, but he really knows how to make people uh, or give people nicknames. Um, all right, so tell us a little about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, Evansville, Indiana. It's uh, really close to the Kentucky border. Really close to the Kentucky border? Okay, excellent. And, and you've been down there your whole life, or? Yep, I never moved out. I've been in my whole life. Now, let me ask you this. Do you ever fish north of there? Uh, if we go anywhere north, we stay on the Ohio River. I you stay on the Ohio River. Okay. That was my next question. So so basically, you fish the Ohio River. And and how long have you been chasing big cats on the Ohio River? Well, this is only my fifth year chasing the big cats. Fifth year chasing big cats? And once you start, it's hard to stop, ain't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I know that feeling. Totally know that feeling. <laughs> All right, so I know you do some tournament fishing and stuff. How'd you get involved in tournament fishing? You know, I've always been a competitive guy my whole life. You know, I grew up playing baseball and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. I, when I got older, I just I really couldn't get into softball. Really couldn't get into much anything like that. And I seen somebody post something about this catfish tournament, and I said, "Man, I want to try one of them." First catfish tournament we went to, I caught a 15-pounder. I thought I was the man. <laughs> that was my new personal best. I thought I was the man. <laughs> I, I can understand. I know, I know. like, the first the first big catfish I caught was literally only, like, eight pounds. It was a channel cat. So it's a decent-sized channel cat for up north here. Uh, they get bigger further north, but right around my parts, that's a decent one. And uh, I, I remember that feeling once you, you get that fish that's, you know, outside the norm that you want more, right? Yep. Always want more. Pretty funny story. We uh we got the Evansville Riverfront down here and we had those spring rod holders, put them down in the tar, and put your mm -hmm. rod put your rod in that. And I didn't know nothing about no drag systems. I never fished until five years ago. Never fished at all. So we were sitting down there, me and my buddy, and that rod just slammed over. The line snapped and that rod come popping back up. What the heck just happened? We had no clue. I've been chasing that fish ever since, and I think we caught him. <laughs> uh, that 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 you 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 learn to set the drag pretty quick when that happens, don't you? <laughs> you know, I've lost I've lost two Zebco thirty threes doing that stuff, and I I you know I'm sure it was just like a ten pound now or like a five pound channel or something, but once you lose that rod or that thing scares you, the daylight side, it gets you, to, you know, kind of gets the blood pumping. You end up chasing that fish for the longest time. So I definitely know that feeling. Uh, so have you been fishing your whole life? No, I just started fishing five years ago. Really? And you're, you're getting those monsters already, huh? I, I put a lot of time in. A lot of time. A lot of time. How often a week are you? Well, we had talked a little bit prior to this, and uh, I know you're having some boat issues, which we'll get into in a little while. Uh, but if you're not having boat issues, how many times a week are you trying to get out? I'm trying to go a couple nights after work, but definitely Friday nights, Saturday mornings, Saturday nights, and Sunday mornings, I'm fishing. So quite a bit. Last year, yeah, last year I was doing like three nights a week I was able to get out, which was pretty good. Uh, this year I haven't been able to, and and I can tell by, you know, my fish count this year, but but we're trying to spend a little more time doing this. But uh um those week those week those weeknight fishing trips are the best. They're a little quieter, less people out there, right? Water's a little calmer. I always found that without fishing during the week, if you give it like a day, don't go out like on a Monday night, go out on like a Tuesday night, the fish kind of calm down from all that weekend traffic, at least up here they do. 
I think that makes a big difference. So but that's just personal experience. I'm just agreeing with you on the weekend fishing. Uh, I saw Great Outdoors Exploring. Hey, what's going on, Sean? Uh, Mike Turner, 713 Cat Fishing. Stephen Corley, come in. I'm, uh, is it Mexicat Fishing? What's going on? Just trying to get a couple of add-ins. The Wandering Fisherman, welcome. We got a lot of new people out here, guys. If you're not subscribed to Mike's channel, the link's in the description. You can go in there, you know, right-click or head air after the stream and make sure you give him a sub. We're trying to get him... Uh, moving with uh, more subscribers. He's got good content. If you like, if you like big fish, check out Mike's channel. So, all right. Um, so you, well, all right. So if you just started fishing later on in life, how long were you fishing before you started tournament fishing? Let me ask you that. Um, not very long, maybe, maybe six months. That's it. Huh? Hmm. So how'd you learn so quick? Just got every chance I got, I I took the boat, went out there with fishing. Every chance I got, I was fishing with somebody else, you know, somebody that was willing to teach me something. Every chance I got, we was fishing. So are you fishing with different people all the time, or do you like, uh, or do you have a a partner that you're out with all the time? Uh, Well, this was a pretty bad year because my boat broke down and my regular partner, his boat broke down also. So (laughs) we had a pretty tough year this year. Did you do any bank fishing this year, or are you just waiting to fix the boats? Uh, we just pretty much wait to fix the boats. We hop in whatever we can. So, mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Somebody a picture and hopefully a picture of a big fish. Maybe they'll let you come along. <laughs> there you go. That would be cool. I'd, I'd like to. I haven't been down that ways in, in a while. Uh, I did some fishing like in central Indiana, but I've I've never fished the Ohio. I'm hoping to get out there one of these days. I, I got a big list. Uh, I did see D come in. D's listening in the car. Hello, D. I want to make sure I say hello to you. Uh, and Elston, what's going on, Elston? Uh, Chunky cats fishing in the house 777 outdoors hey mike we're up to 46 people we're rocking and rolling here so that's pretty cool it's good to see a bunch of new people in here that's for sure uh, i'm just kind of looking through the chat seeing if anybody has any questions I, I i'm trying to do better folks at, at at not missing your questions when they come up in chat um cool 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 all right so what's your favorite part about uh I, well, what's your favorite kind of catfish to chase? I, I see you for catching a lot of blue cats, but that doesn't mean they're your favorite, so I figure I'd ask. They are my favorite, the blue cats. They are? You like them better than, like, flatheads and channel cats? I just, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't anchor enough to really chase the flatheads. If I catch mm-hmm. a flathead, you know, drifting or dragging, or every now and then you catch one bumping, but that yeah. blue cat, he's my favorite. You'll find him. So how about, how... So, so how often do you come across a flathead while you're while you're bumping or dragging? Is is that happen quite a bit, or is that few and far between? It's few and far between. Few and far between. So I, I don't know. I I know a couple of guys. I, I've seen videos where where Dieter's done it, and and a couple other guys have have caught them while they're dragging baits. And for some reason, I think they just come across some structure where those fish are hiding down in there, and they like hit them on the head or something. Um, we'll see. It's a little different when you're dragging or drifting. They seem to bite a little better. But when you're bumping, I guess they just don't like that current or something. I really don't know enough about them. So, yeah. Just, I've not caught one bumping in a long time. Okay. So, how often, how much, uh, uh, do you bump more than anything? Or do you? If I, if you do, I, go, I go look for current. Okay. And how much current are you looking for while you're bumping? I at least want a mile and a half. A mile and a half. I can make that work. I can slow the boat down to 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, and get a two ounce back there pretty far. Oh, man, I wish I wish we had that kind of current here. I'd be so all over that bump, and we barely have any. I mean, there's times in the fall where I can't even get a drift sock to fill up. So, uh, <laughs> pretty cool. How well? Okay, and on the Ohio River. Well, I'm trying to get an idea. The Ohio River is pretty big from what I'm used to. So I guess you, when you're, how long runs are you drifting when you are drifting? Well. That really depends on when we find if, if we if we if we're out looking for fish, I'll go two three miles. Okay. But if we find the fish and they're you know in a hundred yard area, we'll we'll focus on that hundred yard area. Okay. I've we'll dragged baits, but I've dragged baits, but I've never been on bodies of water that were big enough or that weren't not busy enough to drift on. So I haven't had a chance to do it. So I'm just trying to get an idea for my own sake of, of how it's done. Now, do you use your trolling motor control, like, direction and your, your rate of drift besides just drift socks and stuff? Yes. 
Yes. So, so what do you do? Just point into the wind? How, how, how do you go about drifting? Uh, it depends on how. If we don't have very much current at all, I'll turn the trolling motor and have the uh, have the trolling motor pull in the boat. Okay. To create my own current, pretty much. Current. So I, I call that. I, well, that that's how I drag. I guess so. It'd be pretty much the same thing, right? You'd be dragging that. Right. Or are you suspended when you're drifting? I'm always suspended. I'm, I'm always. not much. Of a, I'm not much of a dragger. Gotcha. All right. See, see how little I know about dra- the difference between dragging and drifting. So I'll I'll drag baits on the bottom. I don't drift much just because waters I'm in aren't, aren't. I don't think they're deep enough to, to, to actually do much suspended. I mean, I suspend every now and then. If I'm if I'm crappie fishing, I'll suspend a bait off the side of my boat on an ice rod and get like a ten pound channel cat on an ice rod. That's always fun. But outside of that, I have zero experience at drifting. So. Uh, and you guys in the chat will have to forgive me for not knowing that. Kind of looking to see if I have any other questions. I can not see one I'd like to answer. If that's all right. I'm sorry. I got a, I see a question I'd like to answer. Sure. Which way was that from Little Buckets of Sunshine? Yes. I just saw that one. <laughs> yes, we was actually. I was actually up at the Newburgh Dam trying to catch skipjack, and I hooked into a sturgeon. And when I pulled him all the way up, I had to run and grab a net. He had been chopped off by either a, a boat prop or something. There was only about half of him there, and he was still living and swimming. So it, it must have been recent. Years. That must have been recent since it happened to him, or were the cuts kind of healed over? That was pretty fresh. They were fresh. Okay. And how big was the half that you found? He was. He was probably about fifteen inches. I got and a. This is- a I do have a video on that if anybody's curious. I, I yeah, check out his channel, check out the video. I know I'm I'm gonna have to check that out. My buddy Jonathan's been doing a lot of sturgeon fishing and a lot of the guys that, that fish out here, so definitely has piqued my interest. Um I know uh, uh James Dockery has caught in uh I think it was shovel nose sturgeon out by him a little bit, but they're not as as big as some of the big ones here. And uh um, obviously if that was half one, that was a decent sized sturgeon too. So I'm guessing Anna saw your video. Good question, Anna. Thank you very much. Let's see if we got anything else here. So what did you end up doing with the sturgeon, just putting it back? Yeah, I, I, he was having a little trouble, so I scooped him back out, and then when I put him back in, I kind of threw him headfirst in, and he went down and never came back up. So uh, Hopefully, if well, if he didn't make it, you know, that gets, that all gets uh, recycled. Uh, LG Bass and Stan in the house. I want to make sure I said hello to them. Um. And you snagged him with circle hook? No, he was bait fishing, so I got him on a a, a jig. Ah, jig. On, on a jig. And what's your what's your bait of choice where you're at? I like skipjack and shad. Is there a lot of skipjack where you fish? There is. There is. Yeah. How far are you from like uh, Louisville, where you fish? Uh, about an hour and a half from Louisville. Oh, so you're still a ways away. All right. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about your YouTube channel. How long have you been doing it for? Uh, I, th- I got serious about it last year, beginning of last year. I've had it for a couple years, but I really got serious about it last year and just started taking a GoPro out and trying to record. I've, I really just wanted to get takedowns. That was the main thing, just get some takedowns and have stuff to save and have it for memories. And then I was like, man, I can post this and let other people enjoy it too, so I might as well. So do you run a GoPro the whole time you're out there trying to get those takedowns? Yes, I do. That makes it hard to edit, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. I was watching, uh, I think it was Jeff Manning on Catfish Weekly a while, a little while back, kind of recent. And uh, he was talking about the loop function on the GoPros. I don't know if anybody in chat has used it or if you have, but I'm definitely trying to do it. But I'm always worried that I'm going to miss something if I'm playing with new features. So I kind of stay with, with what I know. But uh, hopefully over winter we'll get some. I was watching somebody's video and I heard them say GoPro on, so I want to look into that. Can get me one. No, I've I've tried it. Don't wait. I tried it. Don't waste your time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of rough. You end up. uh, It it doesn't always it doesn't always start. So, um, but that's a cool feature. I usually run my go my chesty. I'll I I have the quick on feature where you just hit the record button. It'll turn on and it'll do that. I use external power sources and stuff that kind of helps. So, yeah, I use external. I keep it plugged in, and I run a sixty-four 
gig card, so they mm-hmm. they last about four hours. You get four hours out of them, okay? Um, uh, when I was doing at uh, uh, 1080p at 30 frames per second, um, I will get out of a 128 gig card, I get uh, just over five hours, which isn't too bad. Um, if if I've tried 4K, but that pretty much brought my computer to my knees, so I'm not going to mess with that at all. But that kind of cuts it in half almost. At least that's what I found out. Um, you fished it all this weekend? Not yet. We are going in the morning. Oh, you are going in the morning. Okay. And where where are you headed, and who are you going with? I'm actually riding solo. I'm going to uh, I'm going. My buddy's going to let me borrow his boat since mine's down and. I'ma hop in and go down, just go down to Evansville Riverfront and go look for some shad and fish a few anchor spots. I ain't fished all year. So you're gonna anchor up? Yeah, I'm gonna try that. The water is getting pretty cool. It's getting a little cool to bump. So yeah, how how when you're drifting, dragging, or bumping, uh, when the water gets well, what kind of temperatures are the water where you're at? Well, I haven't been out last weekend. It was about 53. I'm guessing they're going to be in the 40s. They'd probably be about 48. Yeah, we we, we were at 42 degrees. I went up north uh, about two hours, and the water was 42 degrees, and they were were still biting, but they were slow. I wouldn't have dragged for them, that's for sure. Uh, I was talking with John, who I went with, and he was saying that the bite's kind of too slow, so I guess anchoring is the way to go when it's this cold, Uh, which is cool. So I wish you luck tomorrow. Tomorrow, real quick, uh, I'm not going fishing. I'm going to watch Chad fish up against Muskrat Adventure. Chad and Roger going up. It's fishing with the Chad versus Muskrat Adventures. Uh, it ought to be an interesting, interesting day. A lot of fun. Uh, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time on my channel. Uh, if you haven't heard me push this before, uh, you heard me now, and uh, I will push it again. Captain <laughs> Captain Stalkers Outdoors, Captain Greg Olivia. Uh, there's a man who knows his... Uh, uh, Navionic software. Uh, I've been meaning to message him. I have some electronics questions, but uh, uh, are you familiar with Captain Greg? Ha, me and Greg and his son, we actually got 12th place in uh, Monsters on the Ohio in 2017. Fantastic. Greg's a good guy. I watch a lot of his videos and stuff. I like watching him and his son. Uh, I, I first saw him talking on Catfish Weekly, so uh, I've been enjoying his stuff ever since. Justin doesn't want to get up that early. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. You should go fishing. Get up that early and go fishing. Uh, let's see. Justin Ward, welcome. He says he does a lot of scouting when water is this cold. Uh, what's your average time? What's your average time on the water, Al? Uh, Tirador Arco, I call him Al, wants to know what's your average time on the water. If I'm going to launch the boat, I'm going to be out there for at least eight hours. Eight hours, I kind of do that too. I have like two rules of thumb. If I'm out there for six hours, if I'm out there for six hours, let's say crappie fishing, um, and I'm bringing fish home, I'll clean them. If I'm out for eight hours, they wait till the next day. So after eight hours, I'm kind of done. You know, that's just how I do it. If I'm going bait fishing, I won't take any catfish rods. Because if I Uh, go bait, I'm going to be out there for a couple hours. If I take a catfish rod, I'm going to be out there for eight, nine hours. I mean, if you got got bait, you got bait. So... (laughs) outdoor addiction in the house i'm the same way you know i i take people fishing and uh uh the the last let's say i don't know four or five hours and they're done i mean they get that last three hours of fishing they get pretty miserable so i kind of judge it from there and see and and uh, i got a couple friends i've taken fishing and i tell them meet me at the ramp bring your car (laughs) i'll drop them off at the ramp and go back out there uh eight hours is a good Good, good thing. Jason Blackburn, J-Dog, what's going on? Uh, Moe's Homesteading, what's going on, Tanya? How are you? Thanks for checking it out. I'm trying to keep up with all of these people that are coming in here. Mike, we're at 55 people in chat. I hate missing anybody because they're all pretty, pretty important to me. Um, So what are your plans for the winter as far as fishing goes and and working on your channel or anything like that? Pretty much. I'll just – I want to get out there and I want to – I really want to force myself to find some good anchor spots. I need to start anchoring a little more. I know they call me bumping Mike, but I really need to start anchoring more. I haven't caught a flathead in a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to take the flathead. Anchored up. I want to, I got to get better at editing and I got to get better with me being more educational when I'm out there doing stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I forget that people, not everybody knows what's going on. Absolutely. I'm guilty of that too. I'll, I'll talk to uh, a neighbor or somebody who's not really, you know, a f- I don't want to say. Someone who's not crazy like me about fishing, you know, and the civilian people I talk to, and I'll, I'll get talking like I'm talking to you or, or somebody here in chat, and I need to remember to slow down. So uh, uh, it looks like Anna loves bait fishing, too. I like bait fishing, and I saw her bait fishing on on uh, uh, Palmetto's boat, on Kevin's boat quite a bit. Hello, DMV Whisker King. What's going on? So what's do you travel to fish at all besides the Ohio? You know, I've been to Alabama one time, but I I don't know. I'm pretty comfortable with the Ohio River. I do pretty good on the Ohio River. So I know they got big fish down there, but I don't know. I kind of like to say that I catch my fish out of the Ohio River with all the stuff that goes on and uh, everything else. You know, it, it, it can be a tough fisher. I think it's getting better. But Yeah. Is, I, it, are you, you're fishing on a part that's less regulated, right? Uh, just upriver up from us is, but downriver, there's still one over 35 for everything. Okay. everything, everything. Oh, I got a message coming through here. <laughs> uh, Chad sent me a message. He's causing trouble. Uh, I thought I saw a question over here. Chunky Anchors is... Chunky anchors his wagon. Uh, okay. Um, all right. So uh, I seen one question from outside the haze. He asked what combos I use. All, all bait casters. All bait casters. What's your reel of choice? Abu Garcia. You an Abu like guy? Use the sixty five hundreds or do you run the seven thousands? I'm uh, the six thousands, the sixty six hundreds. I like the thumb bars, fifty six hundreds. Mm hmm. You mean the the okay the the release right for the for the casting bar right yeah well for dragnet makes sense so yeah the uh, thumb bars there gotcha very cool you ever try any of those low profile reels they're coming out with or you got any thoughts about any of those my buddy had one and I used it a couple times and I mean it, it's a dang good reel I just I just can't get used to it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what kind of uh, uh, rods are you running? I'm a TWC guy for uh, dragging, the little dragging that I do, drifting and anchoring, and I'm a B&M for bumping rods. And which bumping rod do you run for B&M, or do they just have the one? Oh, they got like three generations now. I still got the second generation. It's the second, the second generation. Now, are those pretty much all graphite rods, the bumping rods that people sell? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you need that sem- uh, that that uh, um, sensitivity, I imagine. All right, yeah. so now uh, you running mono or braid? Oh, I'm the I, I'm a braid guy through and through. I love all my braids. I do run my mono leaders, but I'm a braid guy. Yeah, what kind of braid are you running? I actually run this stuff from Academy called uh, ProCat. ProCat, fifty pound. It's, I've been running that stuff for three years now, and it's been great for me. How often are you switching it out? Your braid lines, how often do you, how often? Two years. Two years, yeah. I try to squeeze, well, depending on, depending on the, the combo that I'm doing it on and how much I've used it that year, I, I usually get almost three years out of them. I'm usually switching them halfway out during, during the, the third year, but I, I can kind of tell when they're wearing out, so that's cool. Um, so the, uh, that Academy, if I'm not mistaken, it's not as expensive as some of them, right? It's one of the more uh, economical braids to get. Yes, it's a cheaper brand, yes. Yeah. And what's the rod limit down there? Well, even it's it's very weird. If we're doing any Indiana inlets or a certain part of, of Indiana on the river, it's a three-rod limit. But if you buy a Kentucky license, it's no limit. So we always just buy a Kentucky license also. Okay, so you just got to have them both. Okay, I was curious how that those border water, border waters work usually. Um, it's always good to know. Uh, didn't uh, Steve Douglas have an issue where he was fishing somewhere where he got like a state record fish, but because he didn't have that state's uh, license, they didn't count it a while back? I think I Paula would know that. 
that would break my heart, you know. If I got that state record and they wouldn't count it, man, that would be horrible. Uh, Betty's in the house. I want to make sure I always say hello to Miss Betty. Uh, how are you, Betty? Hopefully you're uh, getting a little rust tonight. It's good to see you in chat. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your boat. I know you're saying it's uh, uh, not working at the time. You're having some uh, uh, some issues with it. But when it's running, what do you usually uh, – uh, what are you usually running on the boat? What is your the boat you are running? It's a 1991 Hydro Sports, 17 and a half foot. It's got a 120 horsepower, 1991 Evan Rude. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it, it, it runs pretty well. It doesn't lay on you, dude. When it's running. Well, everything breaks. You know, the, the boat's what? What are you looking at? 29 years old, right? I started breaking when I turned 29 years old, too. I don't care what anybody says. It just sucks this year. Everything seems to be happening this year. I just got yeah, the run. Took it out this past Saturday. Three tables and the steering housing broke on me. Ouch. <laughs> uh, so your buddies, you, and, uh, when you guys caught that big, huge blue cat at that last tournament, that was your buddy's boat you were telling me, right? Yes. And what's your friend's name that you fish with in the tournament? Uh, Jacob McFarland. Jacob McFarland. Um, and what kind of boat was that? You know, I really don't even remember what it is. It's, okay. it's I remember. A, it's a deep V, also. I can't remember the name brand of it. Man, you were you were stacking the fish up in that live well, man. How big is the live well in that thing, or did you guys add that to it? Well, yeah, he 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 actually built that live well in there. Yeah, he, he took out some of the front stuff, and he yeah, he actually built that thing up front. Yeah, and uh, and and you you got a big live well in yours too, right? Yeah, oh, I've actually got a toolbox live well. A toolbox, and how many gallons are you running in that? And I think it's right around seventy or so. Seventy gallons. See, I always wondered about that. You know, we have some smaller tournaments out here, and and uh, I'm always kind of worried about having that much weight on the front of my little boat and stuff. But uh, a lot of guys seem to do it, and they're they're, they're able to uh, to get away with it. Um, so l let's talk about that. The, I'm sorry, was it 92 pounds, Mike? Yes. It was 92. I keep I keep wanting to give you an extra two pounds and call it a 94. If you want to call it a 94 pound, I'm good with it. <laughs> but the 92 yeah. pound blue. Um, tell me a little bit about that day. How that day? I know we can see it on uh, YouTube, but I'd like to hear it from you. Tell me a little bit about uh, how that day went uh, and how it turned out and what happened during the day. You know, we, we started that tournament. We knew where we wanted to go. Uh, we fished that area a couple of years before that, and we drifted it that day. But our, our the tournament day, we was actually going to go bump it, and we started up close to the dam, and then we was working all the way down past the dam, and we found the fish that was that's my, my favorite saying is, hundred hundreds of miles of river, but the fish are in a hundred yards, and that day it came through. We made one pass, and he caught a twenty-seven. Made another pass, we caught a thirty. Made another pass. We caught a 43, and at one point we had a drifted rod out. He caught a 23-pound flathead, and then that last pass is when he nailed that 92. And um, when usually when you're bumping, you feel that rod get tapped, and then the, the rod will always go down, and it's a habit. You, you kind of jerk back to see what you got. When he jerked back, you know, everything moved but the rod. <laughs> no, this is huge. <laughs> like hooking into a snag or something, huh? I, I can't even fathom what what hooking into a fish in, in current like that would be. Even not in current would be like. It would I would I, I bet you until it started moving or peeling drag, I, I I would think I was snagged. I don't know, man. That's a I mean, at first when I started just reeling up all the other rods and it went around the boat. That's when we knew. Like, oh crap, that is a fish, you know, and that's just that's not just a fish, that's a big that's a fish. Big, that's crazy how they go around there. That's that's one of the coolest things that I've come across is when a fish like a, will pick up your bait. Flatheads will do that up here sometimes. They'll pick up your bait and start heading back into a log jam with them. That's pretty cool. I've seen a bait literally go like I don't know, like thirty five feet, a line go thirty five feet across the water right behind me before I realized that's got to be a fish, man. That freaked me out. I can only imagine if you're hooked into one and he's going all making circles around your boat. I might even pay to see that in person. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he had one rod that he got tangled in before I could 
get it reeled up. And so oh. I would just, I just kept reaching over and this thumb releasing it. Every time that rod would, every time he would peel drag, that rod would hammer down. So I just reached over and just put it in release and just let it go. Man, that was that was just crazy. When that fish hit the surface, I mean, we couldn't help but to get excited because that thing was a monster. <laughs> I watched, you know, I watched, that video, I watched that video a while back, and I remember you guys doing the Ric Flair once you got the thing on the deck. <laughs> I remember that right away, man. <laughs> I remember watching that, and I remember going, "That's exactly what I would have done right there." <laughs> and you know, it was crazy because I mean, that fish was ninety-two pounds, but I get him out of the water like he was forty or fifty. <laughs> I would, uh-huh. I wouldn't have the boat right away. Uh. Uh, and how'd you get that? Th- I, I don't recall. Like it's been a while since I watched the video. How'd you guys get that thing into your live well? <laughs> Did uh, it fit no I, problem, or was there problems with that? It fit in there pretty well. We we actually, when we cut the video off, we had to go back and remove two fish because to make him fit better. We had we had a uh, I think we had six fish in a live well. Three of them were overs. We had a flathead and two blues that were over. And so we had to go in and release two of those fish so he could fit right and be comfortable. No, no. Now, what was the over and under for that tournament? Uh, one over 35 per species from the flathead and the blue. Okay. All right. That's and awesome. So if you got lucky, you get a one over 28 channel cat. Okay. So, yeah, I can imagine. Well, yeah, holding on to them would be, probably be a good thing to do. Uh, but she still did pretty good. Even get rid of those two fish, right? Yeah, we you guys won. We only weighed four fish for 163 pounds. How many pounds? 163. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a and lot, weighed, a lot of fish. We weighed in at 92, a 43, a 23 pound flathead, and whatever. It was, it was amazing. So did you like? Did you watch everybody's hearts just shatter when you weighed those in, or what? Well, actually, we went ahead and weighed in. We, we're big on the the conservation part of it, and we didn't want uh, to keep that. We didn't want to keep that monster out, out of the river for that yeah. long. So we went ahead and took him up and him early. Very cool. Katie Collins is in here. How you doing, Katie? Uh, welcome. She's always in here. She's a great supporter of the show too. Um. So. Uh, I can't phantom a fish that big or, or having to keep that fish alive for that long. That's got to be stressful. You know, it's got to be exciting and stressful at the same time, right? Very much so. Very much so. Uh, I just got some questions. I just got some questions and message. I think it has. Uh, Justin wanted to know again what uh, uh, rods you're using for bumping, and, and it was the B&M, right? Well, is there a specific name to the series on those? I just uh, I, I just call them the Gen Two B and M bumping rod. The Gen Two B and M bumping rods. There you go, a, Justin. If you're still looking, it actually says Pro Staff on it. I don't believe that means anything, but that's kind of what they just <laughs> did with the Gen Two. Very cool. River Rat Catfishing, welcome, welcome. Cool. Um, so when you're setting up, when what, what's a bumping rig look like? How is it different than like the normal Carolina rigs that I use? I actually have one here tied up. Use the uh, three-way swivel, the double barrel swivel inside of itself. I'm trying to figure this out here. Okay. On the downside of it, you have your uh, sinker leader. You always want it to be about half of your other leader, but. And coming on the outside of it, I go about 18 inches down to a ball chain swivel. Perfect. And you never have any problems with those? Then another 18 inches down to the hook snailed. But no, I've not had I've never had any issues with that uh that with ball the chain. Yeah. You know, you know, when they first start well, I know they've been out for a while, but the first time I saw them in a lot of forums and stuff, a lot of guys were kind of worried about it. And I remember somebody doing a video where they hooked it up to uh uh, a boat trailer and test it out. Was it? It might even have been Hagen. I, I don't recall. Uh, but I saw that video a long time and I was kind of sold. Uh, what I do is I I'll buy them and I'll uh, I'll use a trick that I learned from a, a, a seminar I watched of Doc Lang's. Everybody knows Doc Lang, um, where he attaches them to the bottom of uh, um, uh, you know the the dragons, the floats, and yes. uh, he'll put a second hook on there for channel cats. So I've been I've been doing that over the 
uh, summer with some, with some definite uh, good results, so he wouldn't steer you wrong. Um, what kind of weights do you need to run when you're uh, bumping in that in mile and a half plus current? I, I, I try to get down to as low as I can, but most of the time it is on two ounces a mile and a half. Okay. Um, do you think catfishing tournaments will ever go to uh, measure and uh, measure and weight without holding in live well? I guess Jason wants to know, do you think they'll go to a more uh, what would be logical? doesn't necessarily mean it's scientifically proven or anything, but uh, it makes sense to uh, weigh the fish and get it back or measure the fish and get it back as soon as possible. you think they are making any efforts or they will make any efforts to go into that kind of uh, uh, I tournament? I don't think so. Not with all these big boat companies making these huge live wheels for these catfishing boats. I don't think they'll ever do that. And uh, it says in tournaments, do they release all their fish at the weigh-ins? Yes. They do. Now, do they release all those on the Ohio in the same pool, or do they ask you to take them back where you got them? No, that's whatever ramp of the weigh-in is out of, that's where you release your fish at. Okay, when you're I, – I, see, that, like I said, I'm on a much a small river. Um, the, the boundaries of the tournaments usually will cross, like – up to three spillways. So you're going to, you know, they want the guys to return the fish back to the pool. So that's kind of a uh, rough on the fish, I'd imagine. So we've got, we've, we've been to one week in so many tournaments and each one of our pools that I, I really don't think that matters here anymore. Yeah. If, if you have a tournament in Owensboro and guys come in and lock back through, we'll have another one down here and they'll go lock it from the fish back. So. <laughs> Justin, Justin had a statement, but maybe you can help him out. He says he wants to get a bumping rod, but he doesn't want to spend a bunch, bunch of money on it since he doesn't do it so much. Uh, what, what do you recommend somebody like Justin does in that situation? And these B&M bumping rods are about 75 bucks, so you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, could, could you do it with a rod that you already had at home, or is that something that you really need a specialized rod for? I When I first started out, I was doing it with a medium uh, catfishing rod, a different brand. And you could feel the bottom, and I kept, you know, everybody kept saying, Mike, you need to get a bumper rod. Mike, you need to get a bumper rod. I blew them off. I blew them off. I finally got the bumping rod, and you can tell a huge difference. You can. You know, I I, I have, and I have some graphite rods, not, not for catfishing, but for other types of fishing, and I totally understand what you're talking about. Um, I've used a graphite rod, flathead fishing, uh, a friend of mine's, and it, it is a lot more sensitive. I... I'm I'm running circle hooks now. When I'm running J, if I'm running J hooks, which I haven't in a while, I would definitely think they would be beneficial, or graphite would be beneficial with J hooks because you're setting a hook. Because I remember, you know, you'll you'll get that bait clicker quick zip when they do the inhale, and if you pick that rod up with a graphite rod, I found you can feel their gills opening and closing through the line with braid and stuff. So that's how I was always knowing when to set the hook. But only reason why I bring that up is because I can understand the sensitivity issue that you're looking for, just even trying to touch bottom. So uh, it, it's pretty uh, cool. I'm looking for some more questions here. Most times that if we, if I know fish are there and they're not biting on the drift, I'll anchor or spot the boat and I'll just bump that bait back to the fish from a spot lock from a station boat. And sometimes mm -hmm. I'll get bait, you know, 200 yards out there, and you can still feel that. Very cool. Yeah, so um, for the people that don't know, when you're bumping, you're you're actually moving with the current, right? You're technically drifting from wherever the current source is, right? Um, mm -hmm. Cutting the speed back with your trolling motor and drifting and bumping that way, right? My rule of thumb on the Ohio River is cut the current speed in half. Okay. Let me ask you a silly question. How do you know how how do you know how fast the current's moving? The GPS on your uh, either yeah. your solar motor or your uh, depth finder. Oh, so you actually like drift? You you drift a section, judge what the speed is, and figure it out from there. I'll pull up, I'll pull up put the motor in neutral, and let it run back a hundred yards or so, and see what's going on. Then I'll pull back up, and then start the the actual bump drift. Cool. You know, I didn't even wonder about that until now. I'm kind of glad I asked that. So, 
All right. Catfish headhunters. Norm wants to know, what was that 92-pound uh, cat caught on? Uh, shad or skipjack? He was on a big old skipjack team. I bet you Norm would like to. A big piece? So you're fishing whole ones? Or using whole ones? I, I actually caught some 18-inch skipjack the day before. So their heads were, you know, that big. <laughs> they were some big old pieces of bait that I caught. Do you just leave them whole or do you, do you kind of – What's the word, dude? Do you slice them open and get some scent out? Trim the tail off of them, or cook them all up? You just do what? I'm sorry. I, I do cut them up. You do cut them up? Okay, good. Let that scent out. That's good to know. Uh, man, I've seen a skipjack like twice in my life. That's it. So I have lots of questions about skipjack. So I'll make sure I'm not missing any more questions here. Very cool. Avid's in the house. We said hello to Avid. So when's uh down there, uh southern uh Indiana on the Ohio River, when's catfishing start back up in the full swing? I know you fish the winter months and stuff, but when's the spring summer season start? You looking for water temperatures, air temp, what are you looking for? Mainly in uh, around March when everything starts getting at least forty degrees on the water. Everybody uh-huh. starts to tournament trails. But we do have one in January on the Green River in Kentucky. That's going to be fun. Cool. You know, the Green, what? The Green River. No, I'm thinking of Duck River. That's something else. Uh, I'm sorry. Green River is a Clarence Crewwater revival song, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, very cool. It's a CCR song. That's where it oh. comes to mind. So. <laughs> That's how my mind, mind wanders. So, What's your favorite time of the year to fish? I would have to say summer just so I could be out there at nighttime. I love night fishing. All right, just checking for questions and stuff. Very cool, Mike. So, um, uh, have any big plans for the channel? What are your goals? I mean, where where are you taking it? Yeah, I would love to hit a thousand sub- subscribers. I really, I really would. But I mean, if it don't happen, it don't happen. But I, I don't, I don't put enough into it i really don't i need to that's going to be my goal for 2021 really to try to make it a better channel and uh see if we'll get you some subs here if you're not subscribed to uh, mike greenwell's channel uh once again the links in the description uh please uh go and subscribe help him out uh check out his channel something that everybody needs to know once you subscribe to a channel do the uh creator a favor and at least watch one or two of his videos um, I, I'm, I'm learning and I'm starting to think that if you don't, if you're just giving them the sub, uh, that sometimes, um, uh, YouTube will consider you not a real account. So you want to go ahead and, and at least watch some of their videos, at least give them that, that, that little bit of attention. I'm sure it'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, we're at 52 in chat here, Mike. We're doing pretty good. Uh, has anybody got any additional questions in chat for, uh, uh, Mike? I'm sure he's got answers for a lot of questions, so. No, it was uh, Norm says that nine. Norm says that ninety-two pound blue should have gotten you that that one uh, K subs, no problem. Yeah, I don't know that, that video didn't even hardly get one point five views. I don't know what the problem was. It's it's odd, you know. I had a video that started out really really well, and it's like somebody just turned the switch off. So I mean that'll happen. I think it has to do with body of work, uh, how long you've been at it. Um, how the work relates to the rest of the work on your page. And, and I'm thinking that yours is uh, uh, pretty much in line there. So I, I don't know. Hopefully uh, we'll all figure it out someday and help each other to do so. Uh, I know it was about two weeks after we caught that 92. I was in the and I put a, another nice fish in the boat. And I did try to do some explosions. So that's a pretty good video. Mm-hmm. Now are you using end cards and all that good stuff after your videos? Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Yeah, you know, you might want to uh, uh, start doing that. I noticed that helped me a lot, too. So if you're a creator out there, use those end cards. Uh, those end cards are a big help to you. People see, if the people make it to the end of your video, you, you kind of got them. Give them something else to watch. Uh, you'll be happy you did. We got Glicks Fishing Adventures in the house. There's another new name in here. Thanks for checking out the channel. Uh, Mike Greenwell, everybody. Do we have any questions? Let's see. Thank you for sharing links, D. D is awesome. 
River Rat Catfishing. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Glance. It says, what hooks do you use, Mike? I'm a Gamagatsu hook guy. And those are circles? You use the oct octopus ones or just the circle hooks? The octopus circles. The octopus ones? And they're the ones with the bent eye, right? The bent shaft? Yes. Very cool. And you ever use chicken breast? Do I use chicken breast? Yep. <laughs> no, neither do I. I just got to ask everybody that comes on the channel. I think I'm going to make that my thing. So, uh, I just saw Kevin put that, uh, and then Paula Paula didn't like that either. <laughs> I like the gamma hooks too. My favorite hooks. Um, you know, I, I've been through a lot of them. Uh, I'm not going to name the ones that I'm not using, but I do like the Gamagatsus and I do like the Mustads. I wish the Mustads were offset. Uh, the Demon Circle ones, they're offset a little bit, not as much as I like. And I hate bending a, a, a tempered hook. If if I can do it, like with the bigger hooks, I can do it barehanded rather than using a, a pair of pliers or something. I don't like to nick them, try not to bend yeah. them too much. But those hooks do best for me in, in my situations. And uh, you know what else I'm learning, Mike, is um, uh, mono. I know guys who use uh, double action hooks from whatever company, and they have no problem with uh, using those hooks with mono, but uh, I have all sorts of problems using them with, with braid. I don't know how they coincide to one another. I, I want to do a little experimenting this summer uh, and see how that works, but uh, the Gamagatsus, like, you, like you're saying, that, that's a, definitely a good uh, hook choice. Let's see. Uh, we got more chicken talk going on. Once they start talking about chicken, they never stop. <laughs> Norm likes the Eagle Claw Sea uh, Circle hooks. Uh, I've seen him catch a big fish with that, so that's not bad. I won't put that up. Uh, all right. So, uh, um, who are your who are some of your favorite YouTubers? You know, we still, everybody, I think everybody comes out with old Steve Douglas. Steve Douglas is the man? Yeah, and then you have uh, uh, Luke Nichols. All his channels are great. <laughs> yeah, I'll both of them. He does really well for himself, so that's it's a good person to watch. His videos are entertaining, man. I find my, I don't, I hardly ever find myself not watching them to the end. So that that's a good sign. Same with, the, you know, Steve Douglas and, and uh, Chris Flores' videos. Um, Hagen Grubbs, those are videos we I watch to the end all the time. Yeah, uh, I like watching Hagen too. Absolutely. <laughs> Catfishing with old Ed's tried pork tenderloin for bait. You know when I was, you know when I was a kid, we used to get everything from like hot dogs to pull a sausage, and we'd catch a lot of little. Uh, um, <laughs> look at what Chunky put down here. That's what I'm laughing at. We'd catch a lot of stuff off of everything, but they're all smart, all, all, all small channel cats. Chunky, you're gonna have to teach me how to do that. Just kidding. You guys can talk about chicken all you want. Uh, hey, Ryan's want to know about moving from a kayak. That would be a blast. Yeah, that would be cool if you can cut the – if you can – well, you might have to anchor up, but if you're in a mile and a half of current, how do you cut that current down in half from a kayak? That's the problem. Some of them have trolling motors on Trolling motors, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think Ryan does, but I'm sure if he gets a chance to do that, he might do that. And that would be a plus. I couldn't imagine hooking on to a big fish in a kayak. I couldn't imagine I've gotten some decent, I've gotten like 20, 30 pound uh, flatheads off a kayak. And there, those ones are even fun, man. They'll pull you all over the place. I've seen a buddy of mine catch a 46 pound, was it 46 pounder out of kayak? And I kid you not, the, the guy, he, I don't think he's in here. He's a short guy, little guy, you know, a younger kid. It pulled him like halfway across that river and back. He had to get out of his kayak just to get enough, just get enough traction to get that fish out of the water. <laughs> but that was fun as heck. Uh, Got people calling people out. So tomorrow, uh, if you're around and you, well, actually, you've heard about the call out. What? what give us your opinion on who you think is going to win. No disrespect to my buddy Ted, but I think Roger's going to put that whooping on him. 
you think Roger's going to put the whooping on him, huh? Poor Chad's getting a beat down. I'm kind of an underdog guy. I, I think Roger's a heck of an angler, but, man, you never know. You might get a surprise. If he can find bait, if he gets out there, if he had D with him, he'd, the odds would be definitely, you know, a little closer to one another. Uh, but, unfortunately, D has to work. Oh, look at this. Uh, Ryan says an Ultrax is on its way. Way to go. Nobody. And Chunky's talking about blocking uh, hot dogs, wieners, and liver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, what, what else you got going on? Um, all right. As far as uh, the channel, you want to get to uh, 1,000 subscribers. Um, what are you using to edit videos? Uh how long does it take you to edit a video? How do you go about doing them? I just use my, I've been using my Samsung phone to do my edit. I just take the SD card out of the GoPro and put it in it. And it depends on how long the video is. It can take me up to three days to edit a video. Yeah, I'm pretty much at, I'm pretty much at like a two days. I'll, I'll do one day of editing and then the next day is pretty much like uh, uh, research and thumbnail and, and stuff like that. The one thing about the phone, it drops every folder into 17 minutes and 43 seconds. So you can scrub past that pretty quickly and yeah. find, the, find the, good, the good spots. Fisher with the chat says, Bumpin' Mike is in the wrong list now. <laughs> What's that about? I'm missing something. Go out there and prove us wrong tomorrow, buddy. I'm all for it. Hey, Flint Hill's in the house. What's going on, Flint? How are you? Thanks for stopping by. Stephen Corley. Uh, hello, man. What's going on? Dockery's here saying hello. Uh, so when are you planning to have your next video out? Well, if, if tomorrow goes well, it'll probably be Tuesday Wednesday. All right. So you you basically uh, uh, put them out as you get them, right? You're not on any uh, um, schedule or anything? Back in early uh, last year, when I was at my peak with my channel, I was I was two and three weeks ahead. But with the boat going down and everything, that that hurt me really bad. Yeah, you you got to catch those fish to have a fishing video, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you I'll say that too? Every every time I catch a fish on video, if I don't say it, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> it's like, all right, we got a fishing video. Way to go. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. I want to make sure I got everybody. Flint Hill came in. We're doing good. We are doing really good today, Mike. Uh, let's see what's going. Fifty-five people in chat. Chat's rolling. See if we have any other questions. Good deal. Uh, Rex Blocker in the house. I'm not sure if I said hello, Rex. I want to make sure I say hello to him. All right, so you watch Steve Douglas. Um, who else you watch? You were you saying you watch uh, Luke Nichols over at Catfishing? You ever do any carp fishing, or do you ever fish for anything besides catfish? I guess is a good just, question. Just bait. Just bait. <laughs> One of them diehards. <laughs> I like that. Uh, would you use a bass for bait? There's a question. There's a loaded question for you. I probably would not. I might. <laughs> uh, Lyle says Mike and I need to get, a, get together and make a, a bumping video uh, this year coming up I think that would be a blast Lyle you say when and let's make it happen there you go I really would like to fish with Lyle someday I'm looking forward to getting that opportunity uh, hanging grass alright Mike well we made it through we're at 8 o'clock or at 9 o'clock are you, are you central or uh, yeah, uh you're central too? Okay. I know in Indiana that's a little different. I remember we were out there. The time zones don't change in the winter, right? Or they do? You don't know here in Indiana. They change and then they don't change. <laughs> they're weird. They're weird, 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 weird. Some days I still uh, look at that. We're on. Kevin was asking what other fish are where you're at, where you're fishing. Oh, you don't know? You don't care? 
<laughs> on that one river's full of fish. You, you'll catch some drum. You'll catch some uh, some good sturgeons. I mean, you yeah. It's uh, you, you, if you want to go out and take you some wounds, you catch them. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Michael, thank you for your time. It was great talking to you. I appreciate it. Everybody out there, make sure you go down to the link in the description, uh, sub to Mike's channel. Let's get him some some subscribers. Make sure you watch one of his videos, at least maybe two. If not, if you're a subscriber, keep watching his videos. Uh, thank you to everybody in the room that was sharing the links. Uh, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Central Time, uh, called out. It's going to be uh, with Roger um, from... Um, um, pardon, pardon me, Roger from Muskrat Adventures versus Chad from Fishing with the Chad. Uh, it ought to be a fun day. Um, make your side bets. I'm not going to talk. I'm trying to be impartial. Uh, it's hard for me to pick between to, to those two guys. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for watching tonight. Tune in tomorrow morning. I look forward to seeing you. Um, we'll see you next week, if not tomorrow morning. Have a great night.